Alrighty, peeps. That is the sound of another podcast. How's it going? How you been? Let's bring in the bass. Here it goes. Like I said, delicious, delicious. So, this is Chronicles of a Plumber 14, I believe. And I am Kenny Molotov. Welcome to the podcasting channel. If you are listening to this on just audio, I just like to inform you that there are many audio, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, platforms that you can actually listen to this on Anchor Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Overcast, Castbox, Overcast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Uh, if you go to Kenny Molotov or anchor.fm forward slash Kenny hyphen Molotov, you can find all of the different platforms there. Also, Anchor is how I distribute my podcast to all of those different platforms because Anchor seems to be the awesome app that sort of showed up for podcasting, which is why I jumped on the bandwagon again. I used to do this a little while back, didn't have many viewers, but it's slowly building at this point. So welcome to the podcast. Um, This is where I basically talk to you about a week about plumbing. I am a plumbing YouTuber, but I also am a professional magician. I also do a little bit of music. If you go on to iTunes, you'll also see some music there that I did, which is a trap song. If you're into electronic hip-hop sort of thing, um, you can check that all out there. Link's in the description below. Thank you for being here, guys, girls, everybody, women, ladies, gentlemen, everybody. I appreciate you being here. I'm going to go through a week of work. I'm going to do some housekeeping first. First and foremost, you can find this obviously on all those different platforms. But if you go onto YouTube, you can find me on Chronicles of a Plumber, which is the plumbing podcast channel. And then if you hop over to Kenny Molotov, that is my vlogging channel. I haven't brought out a vlog this week because it's been super hectic, but we're going to talk about that. All right, peeps, we're going to get right into the nitty gritty. I need to do a shout out before I tell you what's been happening. I'm going to scroll right down here. If you haven't already and you like keeping updated on what I do plumbing wise every day, including podcasting, including YouTubing, go to Molotov underscore plumbing on Instagram and you'll find me there. All right. And I upload, I, 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 do stories every day and I let you know what the heck's been going on and if you have been on there you know I've been knee deep in uh lots of work we're gonna get into that but I need to do a shout out because I wasn't able to do this as of yet Ven underscore plumbing Lynn Fern and the whole Ven plumbing and Ven plumbing family the Ven family I need to say guys I love you Thank you for sending me all that great stuff. This is the post that I showed you guys on Instagram. I got a Venn Plumbing hat. I got a Venn Plumbing shirt. And if you scroll more, you can see that bad ass logo on the back. The shirt fits great, by the way. I'm thinking of getting shirts like this. I think it's a soft cotton. Really soft on the body. Fits those shoulders nice and snug. Makes me look more muscular than I am. Gives me great proportions. And then I also got a whole bunch of chocolate and goods from Oregon, which is where the Venn family and Venn Plumbing's from. Guys, I just want to send my love out to you. Thank you so much for sending me all that awesome stuff. And I also got to say, Ryan Venn, who uh, seems to be the 
master plumber at Venn Plumbing hurt his foot recently. He actually injured it quite seriously. You can check out the vlog. I'm going to put the links in the description below. Uh, Lindsay Venn does vlogging as well. They've been supporting me on YouTube ever since they found me there. So sweet. But Ryan ended up breaking his foot or a bone in his foot, and he recently got surgery. And apparently everybody's uh, a little bit higher strained and higher stress in the family. So if you're watching this, send some love to the, the Venn family. They're awesome people, awesome, awesome people that sent me a bunch of stuff. And like I keep saying, guys, if, if there's anything I could be doing for you all the way up here in Canada, you let me know. If you need me, I don't know. I don't know what it could be. Just let me know, man. Uh, I appreciate all your support and all the love that you sent me. And I really, really hope Ryan has a quick recovery with this because injuries are, are not they're not easy to deal with. Uh, I've been injured a few times in my life during my soccer years. And I know that it's, uh, it's a devastating str uh, stress uh, on the person. But also, if you have a life that you need to sort of... Um, upkeep with work and stuff like that. I'm sure that's hard on the, the the company as well. So guys, thank you for everything. Feel better, Ryan. I hope you're recovering real quick and uh, I'm going to keep going to it. So send some love to the Venn family if you can. So I'm going to also pop over to a couple of other pictures, basically show you what an overview of what's been happening. Um, the last time I podcasted, I think I stopped around here, which is uh, a bunch of a, a couple of companies that ended up liking a bunch of pictures. Um, I haven't done service in basically two weeks, eh? So let me give you an overview of what the heck's been happening in my life. As of two weeks ago, we embarked on a new project, which is a coffee shop. We've done coffee shops for this exact same company before. We've done two before, one, two. We've done two before. Oh, three. No. Oh, this is our fourth coffee shop. So we did one in the distillery district. If you ever go to downtown Toronto and you go to the distillery district, really, really pretty down there. Very um, picturesque and a lot of tourism down there. That's what it's known for. There's like a cobblestone roads and it's really fancy, really nice. There are a couple of really great pubs, um, really lively, really fun. And if you like your beer. It's called the Distillery District for a reason. We did one down there. Then we went on to Queen Street. We did one at Queen and... Anyways, we, we did it at Queen Street. And then we did one in Richmond Hill, which was uh, really close to my parents' house, which was the last... Last year, if you look at the videos, around this time in October in 2017, you're going to see a bunch of videos of coffee shops. That was our third one. And we're currently working on the fourth one. I went into inspection, the second inspection today, and we passed. So we're allowed to close the walls up and bring the fixtures in finally. So let me tell you what the heck's been going on. We got this project two weeks ago, like I was just telling you. And two weeks ago, we had to be the first contractors in. If you ever do really big jobs, you'll notice that plumbing is typically the first one that comes in. And it makes a lot of sense. The plumbers have to come in and a lot of times break the cement and start laying pipe underneath the dirt so that your fixtures can discharge into this pipe and that you don't have pipe on the floor it's underneath so then you put a slab of cement on top of it once inspection goes through and then you start working above ground well two weeks ago 
my dad turns to me and goes, look, we got, we got to start because they want this thing done in like four weeks. Like what? Now it's square footage isn't massive. So it's doable for sure. But that means that dad and I can't take any breaks. It has to be full throttle the whole way through. And just to give you a little bit of a feel for what's been going on in the past 13 days, I had one day off. All right. So I've been working nonstop there, not eight hour days. I've been working 12, 13, 14 hour days easy. Um, my next paycheck's going to be super fat, bro. Super fat. I'm excited for it. I'm already planning to buy a row machine. Actually, need to get that cardio up, man. And I got to do something that's easy on the knees because as a plumber, man, my knees are not what they were five years ago. So, so dad and I started two weekends ago and two weekends ago, we come in and we start. Fortunately, the, the contractor in charge was a sweetheart. And what he did was he opened up the trenches for us so that we could just get in and start putting down our three inch ABS pipe. Okay. So we were roughing in around, if I'm not mistaken, 17 fixtures. I'll go through them with you. Okay. So we had three floor drains. We had one ice maker. We had one cappuccino machine. We had uh, two cleanouts. We're at seven. Then we had a sink, which will also have a grease interceptor, which will also have a mop sink. And then we had three toilet, uh, two toilets, two vanities, um, two vanities. And did I say cleanouts already? I think I did say cleanouts. All right, so we're at around 14 fixtures here. Is there anything more? Two toilets, two vanities. I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay, so we're looking at around 14 fixtures here. 14, not 17. Who? So Dad and I get in. We go on a Saturday from 1 o'clock. We work till 9 o'clock. We hammer out a bunch of fixtures. Didn't finish. On Sunday, we went another 12 hours. We went from 9, we left at 9. Come Monday, I go again, and inspection happens. We pass on inspection. Now they can close the floors. I think I took Tuesday off, or no, I took Thursday off or something crazy like that. No, it was Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, I worked there, and then Thursday I took off, and then Friday... um, it's been crazy. So we passed inspection last week, and then it's literally just been me because dad got sick last weekend and wasn't able to help at all. Dad got sick on like Friday, and I worked Saturday. Uh, no, he got sick on Thursday. I worked Friday, Saturday, and on Sunday, fortunately, dad could come in and help me out, and we did all the venting on Sunday, and then as of today, I literally came in just for some touch-ups and to pressurize the system. So here's something you got to know. In order to do your second inspection, the thing that you need to do is have all the fixtures roughed in. You have to have all your copper and PEX roughed in, and you have to pressurize your potable water system. So... There are two ways of pressurizing. One is with water, obviously, which means you distribute. One is with water, so you distribute water into the pipes and see if there's any leaks. But 
Time has shown that it's usually a little bit cleaner if you put air in them because air is not going to ruin your floor, basically. So what we do is pressurize with air. We bring it up to 120 PSI. We shut a valve. So basically, all the pipes are connected to one another. Hot and cold are both connected to each other, which is not what happens when you officially open the water into it. But they're cold, uh, they're connected, you pressurize to 120 PSI, you shut the valve, and you have to make sure that that pressure stays in those pipes for the duration of a half an hour to an hour, something like that. Oh man, the pipes were super well uh, pressurized. In other words, we didn't lose any pressure at all. So it was great. Um, Inspector came in, gave us the thumbs up. They're allowed to cl start closing some walls. And we're in the next phase. I still have to rough in the grease interceptor. I still have to rough in the sink. And I still have to rough in the mop sink. But aside from that, all the fixtures are in. All the pipes are where they need to be. And as soon as we get all those vanities and fixtures in... We're out of there, baby, and I'm really excited. Today was the first day in a really long time I was able to come home early. I got home at 3 o'clock. Guys, that's early for me. I left the job site at 2. Got here at 3.30. Dude, it's quite a blessing because, like I said, I left there at 9 o'clock yesterday or 7 o'clock yesterday, which was Sunday. Um, by the way, guys, this is Monday, October 27th. It's like 6 o'clock in the afternoon. So, if I look tired, it's because I've been working late and waking up early. But aside from that, guys, I've been having a really good time. I got to say, I genuinely love doing big projects because bringing them to fruition is so much fun. There's something so satisfying about it. I don't know. That's the one thing I never expected from plumbing. I never expected it to be this much goddamn fun. And I say that because I got into plumbing just because I needed a job, you know, and before I knew it, when I finally was getting my hands on the tools and, and getting my hands dirty and doing the work, I started going, God damn, I love, I love making projects come true. You know what I'm saying? And I guess that's the same sort of vibe and desire I have with the podcast and with the YouTube videos and whatnot. There's something really fun about doing projects and making them up to par. So let's jump in. I want to show you a couple of things. I'm going to show you the last vlog that I did. The last vlog, I think I already told you, but I'm going to remind you. The last vlog I did was a day in the life of a plumber, but I did plumbing a riser valve installation. Now, if you don't know what risers are or riser valves, check this video out because I go in depth and I show you even a diagram of how risers work. Risers are vertical pipes that go through buildings. Check that out. You're going to get a lot of information there. A lot of fun to do. It was actually a tough video to edit because there was a lot of moving parts. But for the most part, I think it came out decently, in other words. So um, this is the teaser video to it. I'm just going to show this to you, and then we're going to get on. I'm going to talk to you about the different things you're going to see here. So I can show you more in-depth stuff about what's been happening at the job site. Actually, I think it's this one. This is the last one with riser valves. Check it out. Here we go. show you on the white 
whiteboard what exactly risers are, what are riser valves, and the reason why we need them. And as you move up, the water will eventually come to uh, either a boiler or a hot water tank. So now here's the thing. A riser is a very specific term talked about in buildings. We'll be able to go down to the riser line, shut hot and cold so that we don't have water going into them so we can make the repair. As you initially saw, I did cut the pipe in a specific space. The new valve was much bigger than the initial one that I took out. All right, so that was the teaser of the last vlog that I uploaded. Now, I wasn't able to, ha I had no time to do a vlog this week. So essentially, I'm going to probably have to work a little bit of overtime in the studio here to edit it up. I got videos waiting. I just got to make sure I, I, I basically pop in and do them. But let's talk. I just want to show you a couple of interesting things um, about the coffee shop since we've been talking about it so much. So this is an official job site, by the way. You see me in construction in a construction vest because I'm not allowed on the job site without it. It is a mall all the way out in Oakville, and if you know anything about Toronto, I guess, the GTA, the greater Toronto area, you're going to know that Oakville is way out west, bro, way out west. It is, on average, an hour and a half from where I live to get to Oakville, and that is driving like 100 or 110 on the highway just to from my parents to Oakville is like a good 45 minutes, you know what I'm saying, so... And that's with no traffic, peeps. I, I've done a couple of hour drives, okay? So it's an official job site. It is, it's a mall, but peeps, I'm so confused by this mall. I got to tell you, I think, I, I normally don't like saying this, but it's, it's kind of a stupid design for uh, Canadian weather. It's a, it's like an outlet mall where it's got this outdoorsy theme. In other words, it's like, it's an outdoor mall. It's a plaza. So you have to walk outside from to get into the different stores. And the stores are lined up. And they have these nice walkways and small little roofs. But it's essentially an outdoor comp concept. And for me, that would be perfect for a really warm environment. You know what I mean? Like if that was in Hawaii, that's what Hawaii was like. You'd have a lot of those concepts out there. Because the worst that you got to deal with in Hawaii is rain, right? But when it's snowing, bro, and it's cold outside, I don't want to go to the mall so I can be cold. That doesn't make sense to me. So anyways, that's the concept. And they were adding an extension to this mall, which is 50 additional stores. This coffee shop, which we've worked with in the past, uh, and this contractor in the past called us up and said, hey, look, we need, to, we need help. Come on over. Let's do some plumbing. So it's an official job site. I have to wear steel toes. I have to have a vest and I have to have a hard hat. And as you know from my videos, I don't typically have hard hats. But let me show you what that first weekend looked like so you can just get the feel of what the hell's been going on. So toilet flange right here. This long pipe right here is a floor drain. I didn't count the floor drain, peeps. Did I? Three floor drains. I don't know. That might be 17. I'm not going to do a recount, but three floor drains um, and you have to run floor drain primers. But what you're looking at here is the handicap washroom. So it's a large space. You're going to need a floor drain in the center of it. You're going to need a clean out as well. This clean out is designed so that you can throw a snake in it if you need to and snake the entire line from that point to where it ties into the main pipe that goes out. Okay. So there's a toilet flange over there. Uh, 
uh, clean out and also a floor drain. And me, uh, I love when things are level. As I said, what's my favorite uh, tool? The level's so satisfying for me. So I'm just showing you that the flange is perfectly level in that position right there. And here's the other side. So let me just break this down to you. This little thing, this little hub above here, that is the clean out for the main stack. So sorry, yeah, the main drain. So what you're looking at is a double Y, which is a four inch double Y. And this vertical portion right here is where the cleanout's gonna be when the floor is finally cemented. You're gonna be able to take that out and snake the main uh, drain if you need to, okay? So now if you pop over here, you're gonna see a three inch stack over here and this three inch, this three inch pipe, I should say, it's not a stack. This three inch pipe is what the grease interceptor is going to connect into. And this little pipe beside it, which is inch and a half, is the vent. And if you follow it down, it vents all the way down here. And this is a floor drain right here. So that's what's going on. So we have three fixtures essentially in this picture, but the floor drain's a little bit cut off right now. And that is what Dad and I did in the first weekend. We were able to get it done, okay? So the next video I'm about to show you is essentially what it looked like once it was done before it was uh, cemented over, all right? So check this out. What you're looking at here is a trap, and this trap is, um, it's basically the drain for the cappuccino machine. The cappuccino machine needs its own hub drain, as does the ice maker. The ice maker also needs a hub drain. A hub drain is a drain that it kind of looks like a funnel. And the reason why you have this is because you don't want contaminants to come back into the system. Instead, it'll spill out onto the floor before it gets to it. So just take a look at this video. Here's a PEX pipe we ran. That's the cappuccino machine. That's the clean out and that's the floor drain right there. And if you look at this first wall, we have two vents over here. We have a vent on the left and the vent on the right. Both those vents, one are for the floor drain, the other one is for the cappuccino machine, and the center, uh, those both those vents are for those, and then the center one is the drain, and the drain is for, I think that's the ice maker right there. That's what the drain is. Continue on, you're gonna see that there's pecs, and this white tubing right here, this white tubing is the floor drain primers. We had to run three of them because there are three different floor drains, okay? so. This next piping you're going to see here is just a kitchen sink. No, it's a small little sink. I think it's a bar sink. That's what they're calling it right there. With hot and cold next to it right there. Continue on. You're going to see another delicious floor drain right here. That's the one that was cut off in the previous picture. And then here is a manifold that I created of PEX. I created this initially thinking that we're going to need to pressurize the system during the first um, inspection, but I was completely wrong. And the uh, inspector was like, no, no, this is the wrong phase for this. So I created this manifold, which is essentially connecting all these pipes together. So you only pressurize in one area and then all of them are connected, but we had to throw a lot of these fittings out. That's what the manifold looked like initially. Follow it. You're going to see this is the main drain. This is where all the pipes come into and this gets taken out of the plaza or, so, or out of the unit itself. So once you continue on, you're going to see more piping. Like there's all this PEX that we were running underground and I'll talk to you about that in a second. But if you follow it up, that's the that's that's where that toilet uh, 
toilet floor drain and clean out was the one that I showed you in the the other picture. Follow it all along. You come to a small little sink over here, which is an inch and a half pipe with hot and cold. And I ran the primer. This this white pipe is the floor drain primer, but I actually switched it over to about uh, to right over to the next one. And this is the second uh, little washroom that they have there. Um, and I ran basically the primer there instead of where you just saw it. So it's it's a lot of fixtures. It was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. Um, now let's talk quickly about PEX. I, what we did was we walked into the unit next to this one, which also had water inside of it. And we went to see, and we noticed that they were running PEX underneath the ground. Now, dad and I, in all the previous, um, coffee shops ran all the copper above our heads. So all the vents were there and also all the copper was there. And when we realized that the other unit did, this whole run underneath the ground, we realized it was going to be way easier if we run pipes underneath the ground because you won't have to spend so much time on ladders putting up hangers and making sure that those pipes are supported correctly. So we just gave it a go, basically. We didn't know if it was going to pass or whatnot, but we just tried it. We threw down all the cop or all the pecs that we needed to. All you have to make sure, though, is that every single line that goes to whichever fixture it's going to has to be one single line. You run it the same way as you would run soft copper. You're not allowed to solder soft copper underneath the ground. It has to be one continuous line with no sorts, sort of penetrations in it or any sort of compromises to the system itself. And that's what we did with the PEX. And when the inspector came in, he didn't even bat an eye at it. It was just up to code and he left so we lucked out on that because it would have been so much more money and so much more work so much more labor to start running those pipes above our heads and now at the point we're at now all we have to do is run like maybe five or six feet worth of pipe oh maybe more five or six uh, feet worth of pipe and then maybe an additional i don't know another five or six feet so maybe a couple of lengths of pipe if that if that um in order to get into into the hot water tank and out and we're good to go when if we did this all above we would have been running oh man probably eight or nine lengths of copper which is gonna be pricey for the customer for sure but let's keep going i want to show you what else is happening here so this is once I finished everything underground. I started running vents, okay? Uh, I started running the drains and the vents, which was always fun, especially when everything's so open like this and you have no walls. It's so easy just to find your measurements. Here was a design for a vent that I saw in the unit next to us where they took this 45 here and put two Ys and just how beautiful it felt. So I decided to do the same sort of design here with my drains right here. But that is basically uh, three vents going up. One is the continuous waste and vent for the vanity that's going to be in there. One vent is for the toilet. And then one vent, vent is for the floor drain right there. Okay. And you got to run them all above flood level rim. And then one pipe goes all the way up and will connect into the vents above ground. Now. Here's a video of it all being cemented, peeps. So you get to see this whole thing together. See that? Those are three pipes. Keep moving forward. Looking good, right? Not too shabby. 
Oh man, the moment it got cemented, it was a whole new game because when it wasn't cemented, we spent so much time trying to not break our necks because you're walking around with all these trenches here. And guys, when nobody was there, I was walking around and I slipped on one of the edges of the trenches and I came down hard, man. I blasted my foot in a way that I haven't blasted it since soccer and it's still sore to this day and I'm not so sure it's recovering as fast as it would have if I was a younger lad, even though I'm only 31. I'm aware that I'm still quite young in the world of young. Now, I ended up running copper yesterday. Um... Yesterday and the day before, I spent the weekend running all the copper, and I spent a long time trying not to burn the wood that I'm supporting all the copper to. So right here, I'm prefabbing a um, basically an elbow in order to get a vanity um, roughing done. So if you look above, you'll notice that these two bronze little pieces right here, these are um, these are PEX connection. It's an adapter from copper to PEX. What they wanted was copper run um, outside and then PEX we ran underground. So we'd have to connect them to one another. But that's what this is essentially here. And once the job was done, this is what it looked like. And I was basically just trying to avoid making this wood look all charred because a lot of times when you solder on wood, you'll notice that you're going to burn the wood. It's inevitable. The only way to avoid that is to do what I showed you just now, which is prefabricate it before it goes onto the wood. Another way is if you get into the pipe bending uh, style that there is out there, which is something that I'm really thinking about because there's some gorgeous plumbing going on around here and you have less joints. And on top of that, it just looks real, real fancy. But the only thing is, is from what I remember about pipe bending, because we did some in school, is that we're using type M pipe here. And M is a representation of the pipe thickness. There's a lot of different grades. You have type S, you have type K. K is super thick. You have type L. And I don't think you're allowed to bend type M. So I wouldn't be allowed to bend this pipe that you're looking at here because of its wall thickness. It might... Um, compromise the integrity of a pipe if you bend a type M pipe from what I remember. So I'd have to move up to type L. Type L is a little bit more expensive uh, than type M. I don't think it's significant to the point where it hurts a lot, especially when you're dealing with half inch pipe, but it's something to keep in mind. And it's something I'm really thinking about because instead of soldering all these joints, all I would have had to do was just bend this bad boy this way, bend this bad boy this way, bend this bad boy down, bend this bad boy forward, and you got your pipe already ready to go. You just support that bad boy up and you solder one time. So I'm really thinking about it. I talked to dad about it. Dad's kind of like, why you got to go do that? I'm like, yo, bro, it looks so nice. That was the finished result right here. And I want to show you what I did yesterday because yesterday was something... I went, I was going really slow. What you're going to notice if you ever have 13 days of, of, of lots of work in 13 days, I only had one day off. No, out of 14 days, I only had one day off. If what you're going to notice if you're working long days is that you got super energy in the first few days, you're like pumping out fixtures and whatnot, you're doing great. And then before you know it, you, you'll spend 12 hours or 13 hours doing something and it'll just take you longer to do. 
So I was going really slow over the weekend because I was just so gassed. So when dad came on Sunday and started running the vents for me, guys, it was a godsend, let me tell you, because I was just so tired that I couldn't produce as much as I normally produce. But one thing that I'm really proud of is I created a, a new manifold than that crappy one that uh, if you saw are watching the video version than you saw before. <laughs> and the new manifold looked like this, okay? Here are all the fittings for the manifold, okay? A bunch of T's, okay? And these are three-quarter by three-quarter by half T's. So both ends are three-quarter and the middle piece will be a half-inch pipe. And then I took a bunch of those adapters as I showed you before to PEX and I put them in a row like so and I soldered those bad boys up. This is the first one. This is for the cold line where I have five connections right here and here's for the hot line which is four connections right there. Hot line could be taken, it could be construed, I know, but you know what I mean by hot line, hot potable water line. And if you continue on, this is how I connected them afterwards. I supported them onto this wood right here, and then I started connecting these five pipes in. You got to crimp them, and you got to do the same thing on the side. And you know what? It just came out really nice and really pretty, and I'm really, really proud of it. Really, really proud of um, this job in general. So I really was allowed in the last coffee shop, not this one that we're talking about here. I was finally allowed by my dad to kind of go for it. Um, it was one of those turning points in my career where dad started seeing and started noticing that I have the ability to produce um, as an apprentice. In other words, my skill level, level is high enough that he trusts me to know generally what to do, but also where to be careful. I think that's the bigger issue for company owners, right? They're constantly concerned about uh, mess ups, you know? So in the last coffee shop, dad sort of gave me the go ahead of, okay, I think you're there. Go for it. Uh, do, do as much as you can and let's see how it goes. And I ended up building that coffee shop after they did all the drains underneath the ground. I was away. <clears throat> I was away when they started doing the undergrounds. And when I came back, the undergrounds were done. Dad brings me into the shop. He shows me what he needs. And then he starts doing the service. And I started doing this, going there every day, essentially. And this one right here, this coffee shop that we're doing right now is really, it's really coming together, man. All the things that I was really bad at before, I'm much better at. I'm much faster at. And, you know, I, I enjoy going there. I think that's the interesting part that Nobody's been pushing me to go. I've been going because, A, here's the real reason why I wanted to go and, and why I pushed so hard these past two weeks. The real reason is because it becomes really difficult the moment the rest of the trade starts showing up. Everything becomes a little bit more difficult. If you need to get onto a ladder, you got to borrow one from another trade that's trying to use it. If you need to... Um, work in a specific space, you need to do that and ask the other trades if they're in the way. Uh, a lot of times you and the other trades are occupying the same space and working shoulder to shoulder sometimes. And it's a little bit more difficult, but especially as a plumber, the hardest part about the plumbing and working with other trades is that plumbing's a little bit less forgiving. You know, when you deal with electricians, for example, they have the wire that you can 
basically weave in and out of the joists really easily. With the piping, it's not like that at all. It's not a malleable thing. If you want to move a pipe, you need to start putting new fittings onto it. You need to start doing 45s and whatnot. So it's a way more unforgiving. And there were certain aspects in this job site where I had to use PEX in certain areas because it's able to do the same thing. It's a potable water system that allows you to weave just like an electrician's wire can weave. So in order to get in and make my life as easy as I can, it means I have to push really hard in the first two weeks because the moment the electrician comes in and he starts putting up his boxes, I now have to maneuver around the boxes. I now have to maneuver around uh, the wire. When the HVAC comes in, I now have to maneuver around the duct work. Um, when in turn now, because I've gotten so far ahead, now all the, the other trades have to maneuver around my pipes because they're already there, in other words. So that's really why pushing was crucial for me. Even though, you know, I'm a little bit congested, I'm very tired and whatnot, it was beneficial for me because every single trade showed up on the job site officially today. Today, everybody came in. The electrician came in, uh, the sprinkler guy came in, the HVAC guy came in. They officially came in today. And I did my second inspection today, and I'm out of the job site with all my tools today. It was a perfect orchestration for me and what I need. And now I can take a few days off now that the inspection was done. I can let those guys come in and maneuver their things wherever they need them to be, make it work for them. And then I could pop in, throw up my fixtures, and we're good to go. And that's why I really had to push and get this done and I was driving an hour and a half there, an hour and a half back both ways. You know what I mean? That's three hours of a commute, but well worth it, man. Well worth it. And I'm really proud that I was able to get this done. I just hope I get to sleep this weekend, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm just so tired. I'm so tired. I started this podcast today twice. I started the first time I started talking and I was just so gassed so gassed and then i eventually said to myself okay let's cut this out let's get us some tea i got myself a little bit of chocolate to go with this tea and i feel way better but i am literally running on reserve battery right now so that's one thing to keep in mind about getting into the trade i think there are going to come points where you're going to have to push like a maniac because it's going to be beneficial for you. There's going to, it, like, it's an interesting transition. Okay. So you start off the trade not knowing anything, purely green for most people. You come in and the people don't know what to do with you. Your journeyman, for the most part, doesn't even know what to do with you because he doesn't even know, he or she doesn't even know, man, if I send you out to the truck for tools, do you even know what they are? So a lot of the times it's the journeyman uh, going there and grabbing the tools and, and trying to introduce the tools to you and whatnot. And then eventually that transitions to you knowing the tools, which in, which in other words translates to you constantly running out and getting tools and getting materials from the truck, etc. A lot of people call this the bitch work. Okay, I know it's not an appropriate word, but yeah, that's what's going to be. It's going to be you cleaning pipe. It's going to be you cleaning up the job site. It's going to be you packing up all the tools. It's going to be you watching blindly in a sense. I remember the first few years, oh my gosh, like dad would be like, well, just sit and watch. And I'd be like, 
what the hell am I watching? I'd pull out my phone and I'd start watching a YouTube video because I'm so bored. And then it gets to you getting your hands on the tools. And finally, when you get your hands on the tools, you're like, holy crap, what did he do that time? He told me to watch. Oh, my God. And then it gets to you getting good at that where all of a sudden, as soon as you get good, you get super busy, man. And I think that has to do with the, the saturation of work, the demand on the apprentices and the journeyman you get super busy and then when you get super busy you start to realize a couple of things number one you need a vacation and number two oh man i really got to push now really got to push now in order to get things out of the way so it's a really really interesting transition into what it is to go from plumber or apprentice first year apprentice green to fifth year apprentice um not green you know you know what you're doing to licensed plumber which should be coming up for me i didn't tell anybody this as of yet but i officially got my inv invitation to school to do my advanced plumbing which is my third block which means that uh yeah man I i'm about to go back to school in about a month <clears throat> no in about two months in the new year and uh you know i'm looking forward to it but at the same time i'm a little bit nervous about it it's always hard work and um and you know what out of everything i've ever pursued i've been in school longer than anything i've been in school longer than plumbing than magic than music than all these things uh you could say i was a you know uh, i'm more of a seasoned student than i am all those other things to be honest but uh i'm nervous about it also because of the money now my wife and i have a house and uh, we got to make sure we make ends meet. I'm also nervous about it because I don't know. I don't know. You know, you're going to go there. You're going to have to meet new guys and, and, and women, guys and girls, whatever. You're going to have to meet new people. You know, that makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, that's not what's killing me, though. I, th I think it's more the money. It's also going to be January. January is not going to be a friendly month uh weather wise here in canada so but at the same time i'm super excited to get it done man i want to finish it i don't want to be in school anymore no more learning for kenny molotov after this i don't want to learn anything knock on wood i would love to learn for the rest of my life but i'm ready to go man i'm ready to go get this done and you know continue on in my career and see where it takes us see where this takes us and whatnot um but that's the project that I, I've been sort of thrust into these past couple of weeks. And you know what? I'm really happy that I walked away with all my tools as everybody walked in with theirs. There was some sort of satisfaction to that as well that made me go, you know what? I think I think it was worth it. You know, it was worth the push. It was worth uh, taking the time out of uh, my weekends two weekends in a row were spent on on just getting this as far as i could with it so really proud about that guys that is going to be the podcast for today i really really appreciate you guys checking in i know it's a bit of a shorter one than usual but i just wanted to give you guys an update as to what's been happening with kenny molotov and why do you only see the same job site every week because normally as a service plumber you see different job sites every day because i'm usually on a different job site but that's the main project i've been doing and hammering away at and finally i could say there's a little bit of victory 
and I see the light at the end of the tunnel. But of course, there's still a bit more work to go. So peeps, I'm Kenny Molotov. This is Chronicles of a Plumber. Everything is in the description below, including my YouTube stuff, which is the plumbing podcast. I have a magic channel. I also have a music channel. Check out Lindsay Venn and the Venn Plumbing family. Check them out below, Lindsay's vlog. And I'll see you guys very soon. Kenny Molotov, guys. Peace, baby.